Did you know that it snows in Hawaii? Of the five volcanoes on the Big Island, Mauna Kea is the tallest. At nearly 20,000 feet from its base at the bottom of the ocean to its peak, it's so tall that it towers above the clouds and receives an average of two to eight inches of snow each year. On December 3rd, 2021, Mother Nature was raging across the Hawaiian Islands, but especially on the Big Island. The National Weather Service issued an urgent blizzard warning at the summit of Mauna Kea. On that same morning of December 3, 2021, the weather at sea level was also treacherous, with heavy rain showers and thunderstorms that were slowing traffic due to flooding and sending people to the safety of their homes. The storms were so severe that later that week, the governor issued an emergency proclamation to activate Hawaii civil defense, first responders, and to open emergency shelter for families displaced by flooding. The emergency warning that blared from our phones and TV told us to turn around, don't drown. In the midst of these wild storms, 62-year-old Mahali De Rasayana was seen by friends for the last time. Mahali is a spiritual nomad, someone who has no permanent home, but walks the lands of the Big Island. She lived a simple life, either sleeping outdoors or in the homes of friends. But the day after the severe weather on December 3rd, she was not seen in any of her usual locations. She wasn't staying with a friend. She wasn't spotted in any of her favorite scenic locations. Where was Mahali de Rasayana? This is Missing in Hawaii, and I'm your host, Julie Morgan. Today we'll be discussing the disappearance of Mahali de Rasayana. The first thing to know about Mahali is that Mahali de Rasayana was not the name she was born with. Before changing her name, she was known as Julie Ann Linderman. According to accounts from friends, Julie Ann described her life before seeking the spiritual path as an average American running in the never-ending rat race. I'm not sure if there were any significant events in her life that led to her decision to reject mainstream society, but what we do know is that she changed her name, gave up all her worldly possessions, and began traveling. This was before the onset of social media, and therefore Mahali has no digital footprint prior to her disappearance. No social media, no mentions in newspapers or on organizational websites, I don't know why Julianne changed her name, but the name she chose for herself, Mahali de Rasayana, may have deep spiritual meaning. Mahali is a Hebrew name that means tender one. It also sounds similar to mahalo, which is the Hawaiian word for thanks or gratitude. De in French means from, and Rasayana is a Sanskrit word that translates to path of essence. In Ayurvedic medicine, this path of essence includes nourishing foods, meditation, yogic practices, and other positive behaviors such as kindness and honesty. Altogether, the meaning of her chosen name may be the tender one from the path of essence. 
This name fits well with the nomad lifestyle for seekers of spirituality, simplicity, and connection to nature. People on a spiritual journey are a common sight throughout the Hawaiian Islands. This is a spiritual place. There are multiple tours, books, retreats, and social media posts that celebrate the spiritual energy of the islands. Locals lovingly and respectfully refer to this spiritual energy as mana and hold it in highest regard, for it is the life force within all living things. But each person on a spiritual journey is following their own path. While some are attempting to learn and integrate native Hawaiian wisdom into their lives, others bring in new age spirituality, one without any particular denomination or philosophy. Additionally, each island has its own energetic personality. USA Today published a travel story on this subject and described the Big Island as laid back and creative. For me, the Big Island evokes imagery of chaos due to the volcanoes, desolation in the cooling lava fields that look more like an alien planet, and also the creation of new life in the verdant rainforests and on the new land formed by lava flowing into the ocean. Within this energy and spirituality, Mahali created a community. The people who knew Mahali loved her. The following is an excerpt from a Facebook comment, which was posted under a local news announcement about the search for Mahali. This is an edited version for clarity, but you can follow the link in the show notes to read the original post if it's still available. I think this post answers some of the questions we may have about Mahali's life. The post begins... I think Mahali consciously left her body in the sea. I think many of us had deep moments with her that changed our perspectives and lives. Mine was driving home on the red road. I noticed this beautiful creature of a woman emerging from the ocean side of the rainforest. She was hitchhiking in a sarong, carrying a woven backpack and a long carved walking stick. I was always curious about her and wondered about her story. So I picked her up. And we did not waste much time. I asked questions and she dove deep. She wanted to be driven to the warm ponds, which have since been covered by the 2018 lava eruption. She shared that she came from the tennis court world of Santa Barbara and woke up one day never wanting to sleep inside again, much less live the existence she was born into. She started to have dreams and she followed them to the big island in Hawaii. She slept in the forest, and lived an entirely different life. I noticed her one long blonde chin hair, a sage's mark. She seemed like a future avatar who incarnated to really experience the primalness of the earth and the sea. She said one day she had a dream to travel to Australia and walk the trails. So she again followed the call, flying from Hawaii to Australia. She didn't plan the trip very well and was hiking when the sun was rapidly setting, so she decided to pitch a tent in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of the night, she was awakened by the sound of someone saying, Yankee, come out! She was surrounded by a tribe of aboriginals standing outside her tent. She profusely apologized for setting up her tent on their land, but they brushed off the apology and told her that she had fulfilled a prophecy. They thanked her for showing up. 
They said that the person who was to, quote, build a home in that specific location was the gatekeeper and songstress that shall carry the frequency to the waters of the West and help create a healing resonance across all the waters. They wanted to connect with her through the dream time and song lines, and she was to return to the big island in Hawaii and start singing and tuning into the waters. There, she would be joined by 12 other women who will find her. She said they continued to guide her dreams once she returned to the island, and she kept her promise. Every Sunday, she would go to the warm ponds and sing tone-healing frequencies with the water. And soon enough, she said, woman after woman would show up and join her. As the weeks passed, the prophecy continued to unfold just as the aboriginals that day said it would. I dropped her off at the warm ponds and was so in awe of how she deeply surrendered to her calling. This was over 15 years ago. I would see her from time to time, always walking down different roads, always radiating the vibes of a future avatar on a primal mission. She was just so present. One day, last year, to my surprise, I saw her at four miles, standing on the lava, staring intently into the ocean, like she was talking to it. She was in a trance. I was close to her, just meditating and soaking up the sun post-swim. Two tourists rolled up, a woman and her daughter, and I overheard them talking about Mahali, making fun of her chin hair. It was so ridiculous to notice the difference in paradigm this mom and daughter were experiencing versus what we were experiencing. I gave them a bit of stink eye and they moved away. And for some reason, I was called to create a protective spiritual bubble around Mahali because I knew she was in deep conversation and trance with the ocean. She was looking deeply out into the horizon, and you can just tell she was listening to something. She was so powerfully lucid in her presence that day, as she was in my car 15 years ago. I could just feel her power. Eventually, she took off her sarong and dove into the sea. I watched her swim far into the horizon, and I remember thinking then, she's still healing the waters and listening to the song lines. Now, to see the news that she is missing, and to read from her closest friends that she had been sharing with them that she would soon leave her body in the sea to be with the sharks, this does not surprise me at all. She belonged to the ocean, and I have no doubt that if she chose this to be the time and place to ascend, that she was embraced in grace, honor, and celebration. A lot of powerful elders and wisdom keepers have been joining the ancestral realm lately. Sometimes portals open up, it seems, and many go all at once and are called home. That includes Mahali de Rasayana, once known as Julie Ann Linderman. So where could Mahali be? With over 4,000 square miles of dense rainforest, volcanoes, and lava fields, the search for her has not resulted in any sightings. One of her frequent locations, Kalapana Gardens, has quite the history. 120 homes were buried beneath 40 to 60 feet of lava back in 1990. Once the lava cooled, new homes began to go up on that now barren land, just above the location of the houses destroyed by lava. But since it's a known lava flow area in the shadow of an active volcano, most of the new homes have been constructed without building permits. They are off-the-grid homes with solar panels for power and rain catchment systems for water. 
I recommend you follow the link in the show notes to Honolulu Magazine's article titled The Lava Dwellers. It includes some fascinating photos of the lava fields and the houses precariously perched off the grid. My point is, the land changes with each lava flow and major storm. Mahali de Rasayana, also known as Julie Ann Linderman, is described as Caucasian with a tan complexion, 5 feet 4 inches, 125 to 130 pounds, with long blonde hair and brown eyes. She was last seen in Lower Puna wearing a dress and sandals. She was known to frequent the Kalapana Gardens and the Po'ohiki area. Around the time she was last seen in early December 2021, she may have also traveled to North Kahala and the Hamakua areas. Police ask anyone who may have information on Mahali's whereabouts or who may have had contact with her in early December 2021 to call the Hawaii Island Police Department's non-emergency number at 808 935-3311. Mahali, if you're out there, we won't stop looking for you. And we won't forget you. This has been Missing in Hawaii. Thank you for listening and for honoring the memory of the missing with me. You can help this podcast grow by subscribing and leaving a review. If you have a missing loved one that you would like featured on the show, please see the show notes for contact information. This episode was written and edited by me, Julie Morgan. Music by Epidemic Sound. Theme song is The Rivers Told Me Lies by Daniel Gunnarsson from his 2019 album, Nothing Makes Sense Anymore, available on most streaming services. Join us next time on Missing in Hawaii as we search for answers and preserve the memory of those who have gone missing throughout the Hawaiian islands. Until next time, I wish you peace. I can't see